I'll just go ahead and uh, mention what has been on my heart, which is the conference which we have coming up. And in particular, the thing that I wanted to bring at the conference when, when I open it up and I just have a few minutes to greet everyone and say hello to everyone. But um, it was going to be the passage in Mark 9 where we have the scene of the transfiguration. And, you know, the the risk of any conference, but certainly uh, this conference coming up for myself and I think for many of us, if we're, if we're honest, is that we can become so enamored with with our surroundings. We can become enamored with the people. I mean, many of you have signed up and we'll see a lot of you in person. And that's a great joy. It's actually going to be a, a real thrill to be able to see one another and uh, meet with one another in person. There is something about that that is a great blessing. And then we'll be able to meet in person and hear in person uh, preachers that we've admired and enjoyed from a distance, perhaps for many, many years. Um, you know, the risk in any of this is that we just lose our focus quite badly. We can become very man-centered and enamored with people. They're just people. We, we have the same flaws as everybody else. Uh, we get tired like everyone else. We are just normal people. And yet, there is a real danger of, uh, if I can put it this way, celebrity, celebritizing people. And it's, it's one of the distractions that we have to work really hard to fight against. And Mark chapter 9, to me, is uh, the ultimate uh, situation where you have some celebrities all coming together uh, at once. And you think about the Mount of Transfiguration. I mean, you don't get any more uh, popular than Moses. Or you don't get any more popular than Elijah. These are men that... that Factored and featured large in the consciousnesses of uh, of the people of Israel back then, and certainly even to this day. And um, if you if you could see these two men with your own eyes, and then see them together, I mean that's that is um, a recipe for worshiping the wrong thing, becoming enamored with people. And this is a real this is a real challenge whenever there are conferences that we attend or that we organize even. And the challenge simply is that we keep our focus on Jesus uh, 
Christ. So I'll just read a couple of verses here and make some very, very simple comments, obviously, because this is just coming straight from my heart. But in Mark chapter 9, and we see in verse 2 that Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John, leadeth them up into a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. You can just imagine these three disciples at nighttime seeing such a sight. They saw a glimpse of the glory of Christ, exceeding white as snow, became shining. Um, I believe another passage in Luke says that it was glistering. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about glory this week, about the glory of the Lord. And it's interesting because I was taking a walk today, and yesterday was a very gloomy, rainy, and overcast and cold day here in Greenville. Today it was nice. This morning the sun was starting to to shine through all of that. And so this morning it was it was actually quite quite nice. And it's the sun that brings glory. You look at any anything in this world and without the sun it's actually a dark and depressing thing. You look at a picture of um of a large mountain range without the sun it's just this dark fearful um, thing. But when you have the sun rise upon that mountain, it becomes a glorious sight. It's the sun that emanates this glory all throughout the earth. And the Lord is very much like that. In fact, He is that. He is the glory that shines throughout the world. Without Him, without the light of Christ, then everything is pitch black darkness, foreboding. So Jesus Christ here, it's a glimmer of what we see, what they saw, his glory. He became exceeding white. And there appeared unto them, verse 4, Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. You know, as I mentioned, if you see very famous people in your mind, you know, separately, that you've known for many, many years, and then you see them together, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing thing to see people that you've known come together. And, and here we have the prophet Elijah, the prophet of fire, with Moses, with Jesus. And Peter answered and said, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, one for Elias. Basically, he wanted to camp out there. He wanted this to just be permanent. Let's not go away from this place. Let's, let's just stay here for a long time. 
And it reminded me of that psalm. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. That I may what? I want to just dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I just want to dwell near to where the Lord is. I want to camp out there. And, you know, that's that was the human desire here of Peter. He just wanted to just be there. But the problem, of course, with what Peter was wanting was he wanted three tabernacles. He wanted... He wanted... Um, he wanted what he wanted because of Moses and Elijah. They were there. And it wasn't so much because of the Lord Jesus. I mean, it was great that the Lord was there. But, I mean, Moses and Elijah, I mean, this is... And so, in a conference like ours, these are, humanly speaking, these are some of my... Um, if I can say it this way without being wrong, these are some of my heroes in the faith. I have a great admiration for for many of these men. Uh, I've, I've known of them for many, many years. I've listened to countless sermons from them, been tremendously helped, as many of you have as well. And, you know, um, the the risk is that you see them in person, and 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 there can be there can be an unhealthy um, you know admiration. There should be a healthy respect and and thanksgiving and enjoyment of people for sure. I don't want to take this too far, but I just want this conference not to be a, a carnal thing in any way at all. I truly want the Lord to be magnified and glorified so that when people come to this, they're not looking at Steve Lawson, they're not looking at Paul Washer, uh, Joel Beakey, not look, they're not enamored by Bob Jones or anything that we're doing. They, they have eyes only for Jesus Christ, if I can put it that way. And as we see there in verse 8, it says, And suddenly, when they had looked around about them, they saw no man anymore, save Jesus only with themselves. And that is my personal prayer for this conference. Those two words, Jesus only. Jesus only. That is not meant to be just a um, a phrase that we repeat without thought. I, I really want that to be what happens, is that we have eyes for Jesus only. Something happens inside of our hearts. Yes, God uses means. He uses people. He uses men. But something will happen inside of our hearts. As they deliver the word, I trust from their hearts our hearts will strangely burn as Jesus Christ becomes preeminent in our midst. It's not about all that we're doing. Yes, there, there's going to be mention in, throughout the conference of, of some of the ministries of these men, 
and how the Lord has uh, done miracles and those great works for them. If you listen to the story of Steve Lawson, and you know, he had a lot of hardships when he was a pastor a long time ago. He was essentially kicked out of his church. Um, and uh, it's, it's really quite an amazing story that he has. And I was asking these men if they can share some of their, some of their stories in their message. Not that it just becomes a big testimony, but just interweave it in their message. Same thing is true of Paul Washer and uh, Joel Beakey and all these men. It's, it's really a, a great blessing to be able to hear of how God did mighty works through these ordinary people. And, um, but, um, but they are ordinary people. And I want it not to be about their ministries or how great a job they're doing at all. I want there to be a resounding sense and sense of thanksgiving and praise going up to God, Jesus only. I want this conference to be, as much as it possibly can be, glorifying to God. So, and that's what we should be aiming for here in this prayer meeting, by the way. Have we, have we drifted at all uh, from our original intent? I hope not. I, I'm always gauging my own heart. Has this become a routine for us? 640 days, 30 days later? Has the, the wonder of Christ's presence and the desire for more, that one thing have I desired of the Lord? By the way, what that what is that? You want to dwell in the house of the Lord. That means you just want to be where the Lord is. You want to park yourself there. But you want to behold the beauty of the Lord. That's that's beholding his glory. And you want to inquire in his temple. And that's us offering up our prayers. Beholding the beauty of the Lord is not just sitting out on a deck and soaking in the sun. Beholding the beauty of the Lord is knowing Him, and that happens through His Word. So it's always back to the same. It's the Word and it's prayer. Beholding the beauty of the Lord, where are you going to see that? But in the Word and inquiring in His temple. How is that happening? But through prayer. The Word and prayer. And that's the one thing that we desire of the Lord. So, as some of us get to meet uh, in a few weeks here, and as we have, I trust, a good time together at this uh, conference, let's have our hearts very well prepared that it be really and truly Jesus only.